Welcome to Carrieism Speaks. I'm your host, Carrieisms, aka Carrie Olivia, a writer, life coach, and digital creator at Carrieisms.co. Every week, I share commentary and interviews on the adventures of life from a millennial's point of view. Some adventures may be personal, some may be professional. Either way, I hope you can stay tuned and stay true. Let's go. Hey everyone, it's your girl Carrie Olivia, aka Carrie Simpson. Welcome to another episode of Carrie's and Speaks. I've been working on my consistency muscles so you guys can get as many episodes as possible. This week, I had the opportunity to speak to Tyler Riley. She is a writer, a poet, and a mindfulness coach. Most of all, she's a pure love advocate and light worker. She believes that everyone deserves the freedom and encouragement to fully embrace their authentic selves. We're going to get right into this conversation so you all can enjoy it. Thank you all for listening. Let's go. <laughs> I'm really happy to talk to you because I've been following you on Twitter for some time and I really love a lot. I love the way that you share your words and your ideas because they resonate with me so much. And um, it was just an honor to ask you and for you to accept to be on, on Carriers and Speak. So thank you so much for being a guest. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I mean, like I said, I, I really enjoy your content as well. So when you asked me, I was like, well, absolutely. Like, <laughs> I'm right here. I'm all about connecting with people. So thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. And one of the things that I've been wanting to check out is your podcast. It's called The Nude Podcast. And I wanted the listeners to know some more about it and how you started started that journey of, of your show. Yeah, the, the kind of premise behind the name nude is to represent, you know, transparency and vulnerability. So mm -hmm. the idea came about in summer 2018, originally, just like, I was navigating some different situations. I was in a new city doing an internship. I was mm -hmm. in my, I was entering my last semester of school and I was just like, okay, you know, I'm feeling kind of clustered. I'm feeling like disconnected. There are some things I need to reflect on. You know, I really need to start thinking about where I'm headed and what I want to do. Mm -hmm. So um, I didn't really have an outlet at that time. And the only thing that I knew was to just kind of journal to myself. And I started like physically writing things out, but I talk a lot. So that got, that got overwhelming. I was like, okay, I'm just, I'm done. Like I'm going to literally just like record myself. So I took my phone and I started recording voice memos. And it wasn't until I started to listen back to those that I was like, oh, this is, this is actually monumental. Like this is actually really helpful to listen to how I've grown and changed over time. And I was like, well, what if this information is helpful for other people? So at that particular time, I only shared one of those little audio journal entries with one person. And she was like, this is amazing. Like, this is a gym. Like, you really need to start your own podcast. Mm. Podcast? Like, how does that happen? Essentially, it just felt good that people, you know, were interested in what I had to say, were interested in my journey, um, were accepting of my journey. So it started off as a public diary and evolved into a community. Super excited about that. Super That's humbled. beautiful. That is so beautiful. I really love how you've been able to start a community on sharing your thoughts and, and putting it out there into the world. It's, it's brave and it's, it's very courageous to do that. And then to have people resonate with it on top of that is just extra icing on the cake. So that's beautiful. You spoke about journaling and writing. When did you know that you had a way with words and wanted to pursue writing as a career? 
Um, you know, I feel like I'm constantly like receiving confirmation over time. I will say that, but I think it clicked. I mean, at a really young age, I think mm. I was like seven trying to write books and stuff. So, oh, wow. Was, that's, that's amazing. I just, I knew I had a, it, it started with, you know, really realizing how empathetic I am too, mm. because I mean, words are, are what we start with. Like when our parents began talking to us as, as children, you know, as we are children, they talk to us, they speak life into us, right? right? So I started realizing like how words made me feel and how connected I felt to certain scripts and movies. And, mm. you know, it was just different little inclinations. And I was like, you know what? Like, I love words. I love connection. I love feeling. And so while I wasn't like creative and, um, you know, I didn't draw, I didn't paint. I, I was always frustrated about that. I was like, what the heck? I can't, I'm not. <laughs> Like, I was like, I feel this this thing about creativity, but I don't know what it is because at that time, I didn't think that words were creativity, but oh, um, wow. okay. I, didn't, I didn't. And as I started to kind of hone that craft, and like I said, confirmation started to come like, yeah, you know how to speak, you know how to connect. Mm. And that's, that's the bottom line. Like that, that empathy really comes through words first. So. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's such a great connection because it's how we learn to communicate with each other. And it's so important in, uh, you know, in, in interacting and forming connections. So it's, it's really beautiful that it comes through our words. I was just going to say that um, words also, I mean, they contribute to our thought patterns, right? Like if we hear something, however often we hear it, that, that determines kind of our thought and what we choose for right. the day. That, I mean, that has been more of a recent realization and just understanding the actual impact, but yeah. That is so true. Like, um, we don't know because our subconscious is always recording, even when we're we're asleep or awake. So you got to be really careful about the things, yeah, that you say, that you say to yourself, that you say to each other, because they hold weight. They definitely do. So you're a writer and a life coach. I wanted to get into what made you become a life coach. Yeah, so I'm actually still like fully in progress of becoming a life coach. I, mm-hmm. I love the manifestation. We're going to claim it right now. I am a life coach. But yes. um, there's just a lot that I'm learning. And, you know, like I said, from the beginning, I, was, I, I became passionate. I became aware that I'm super passionate about human connection, about people embracing their authentic selves. Like that is my niche. You know, like I really, I mean, and I also, I mean, I have experiences where I remember like dimming myself down and just not mm-hmm. embracing everything that I am. And I was like, you know what? It's time to kind of change that. And so right. as I'm navigating my own journey of embracing all that I am, um, I found that I'm really, really passionate about making sure others experience the same liberation. Mm-hmm. So that's why life coaching is something that, you know, I feel like I should pursue. It's, it's going to be part of this path because I just, I have so much love to give and empowerment to give. And I'm like, you know what, let's do that on a one-on-one basis or, you know, just in a more intimate setting because right. people need love, people need empowerment. You know what I'm saying? Something about that one-on-one experience. There's something magical that happens when you're one-on-one and you can really connect with someone just like person to person. When did self-care become an important factor in your life and why? Like self-care has been important forever but yes <laughs> self-care is crucial you know right right <laughs> so right about that yeah but um, yeah I mean I'm always like hard on myself actually mm. about anything that I do um I overthink everything when it comes like I remember just trying to make a like five minute video for my Instagram and I was paying attention to like 
everything that no one would probably notice or pay attention to, right? Mm. So it took me over a hundred takes to make a five minute video, right? Mm. And I was just like, this is not okay. (laughs) This overthinking, this, you know, judgment of self is not okay. Mm. And that's the biggest like struggle for me because it is a hurdle as far as any collaborations, any creativity, just that kind of self-doubt, right? Mm. Or that, that just deep, analyzation of like your yourself and everything that you're trying to do it can get in the way so Mm. I just was like all right cool like the only way that I'm gonna get over this is if I you know kind of retrain my brain to understand that everything that I contribute is enough Mm. right I do that is through self-care right so allowing myself to experience those childlike joyful moments allowing Mm. myself to rest and to you know pause on productivity because that's crucial as well allowing myself to just kind of explore connections and not be so hard on myself about that either. So, right. you know, self-care, I feel like it's always been important. I would say to be like fully transparent, like right now is the time where I'm realizing that self-care is is not an option. It's an obligation to myself. It's an honor to myself. Yes, it's just, that is so powerful. And it can definitely get in the way sometimes. Do you see it more as a as a con or a pro in being like deeply analytical? I think it's both. Mm. (laughs) I think it it probably has like a time and place, right? Mm. Like I feel like it's very appropriate to be deeply analytical sometimes, but if it's to the point where it's debilitating or if it's to the point where it's literally, you know, stopping you from creating or doing whatever, you know, it could be about anything. Mm. If it's getting in the way of your day-to-day activities or productivity overall, it's not really worth it, you know, especially because I understand that as humans, we're always in our own head, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's all we know. You know, we mm-hmm. hear with all day, every day. So mm-hmm. we're picking ourselves apart, truthfully. Right, right, <laughs> so right. It's just in those moments where I realize, okay, like thinking this hard about this this thing that I think is an issue is really not helpful. Mm-hmm. So just take some time to step back and notice like, all right, you know, should I be going all in thinking about this or not, <laughs> you know? And right. sometimes like I, I do get it, especially as a creative who, you know, this is our, our vulnerable, vulnerable expression coming out and people mm. can respond to that anyway. So it's, it's easy to be analytical about it, but at the end of the day, somebody needs you, so put it out. <laughs> right. And isn't it ironic that like in the creativity, we are analytical, you know, in some, and you know, like those two sides, you know, and you kind of need both of those sides to mm-hmm. put out the whole work. So like you said, definitely a time and place, <laughs> definitely a time and place for, for the way that we, we move definitely in the, in the creative space. How does help self-care help you to be a better life coach and writer? Self-care is literally, it's like getting gas, like <laughs> it's a refuel, it's a rejuvenation, you know, it's a process of doing things that I enjoy. It's a process of doing things that make me feel liberated and special. It's a process of doing things that make me feel um, affirmed, mm-hmm. present. You know? So self-care is something that really propels me, right? Like if I take the time to like center myself or ground myself and just, you know, realize what I need for the day, that helps me give so much more to other people or to my content. You know, it literally allows me to be able to connect more. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I, if I didn't do self-care, I would be probably grumpy or like not as ready to just share as much as I do, you know, right. um, 
and as far as like specifically it helping me um, in my efforts of being a life coach, I think it also gives me some perspective to offer because again, a lot of us are in our own heads. We, we are on, on, on. I mean, American culture is work, 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 right? <laughs> Just kind of being that reminder, like, hold on, like, you do deserve rest. You do deserve to be cared for. You do deserve peaceful moments, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's helpful because I, I serve as a reminder for people, like, nah, you can you can do your great thing, but you can also take care of yourself, too. I, in, in fact, I think you have to take care of yourself in order to do great things, right? Right, so. right. Balance is so important um, because you can't really have one without the other. And resting, it's so important to recharge and get those batteries going again so you can you can be your best self in whatever you plan to do so yeah and as a writer I mean the self-care as a writer helps because I also write poetry so Mm. I also write poetry so it helps for that it helps me really um you know create time and space to experience all of my emotions too like Mm. self doesn't just have to be the like on paper baths and like you know the lab yeah it can also be some some interesting work so it really just allows me, like I said, to reflect more, to give more from a, mm. from a more place. And I think that just really speaks through all of my work. That's a powerful thing that you touched on, because I feel like when we say self-care, it comes to the surface level of self-care when it comes to I'm going to get my nails done. I'm going to go to the spa. I'm going to get a facial. I'm going to get a massage. But self-care is really caring for who Tyler is and who Carrie is. And and like you said, so beautifully honoring who who Tyler is, you know, and that comes with the thoughts that you choose to think or give attention to. It comes to the way you choose to to show up in the world, the way you choose to be authentic in your spaces, in your personal spaces, in your creative spaces is so much more than getting your nails done. Getting your nails done is like icing on the cake. It's a bonus. (laughs) (laughs) but if you're not tending to your heart if you're not tending to your mind if you're not tending to your body just like you know loving on yourself in in whatever in what in however your body shows up you know I mean you can get your nails done but I mean it's it's not going to do much you know I mean some self-care is breaking bad habits or you know talking to who are unhealthy for you self-care can be anything but I love what you said about surface level because nails and hair and all that stuff is totally amazing it's nice yes. yeah like if you do that and then you're still feeling a source of like discomfort well mm-hmm. there's something you're not taking care of mm-hmm. and it's address that too however you feel comfortable addressing it, right? yes so. yes mm-hmm. absolutely it's, so, more, it's all good though yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is <laughs> so what is your favorite way to spend a day yeah, I'm saying nature walks number one. I love love taking little hikes. I'm in Texas, so there's actually a lot of space and good weather. That's a lot of fun. I also really love dancing. I don't do a lot of dancing like in front of other people. I mean, if I got a little wine in me, maybe, but <laughs> I don't do a lot of dancing in front of other people. But I just literally like a child. I just kind of like roll my body around and allow like my energy to just kind of flow through that way yeah. um, it's very freeing it's very freeing I love that I, um that's part of my like morning routine so in the morning I'll either do a nature walk or you know some sort of stretching meditation mm-hmm. um and then I'll do some dancing just to like make sure I feel all of my my full body it's important for me to feel my entire body and its movement mm-hmm. um, that's important to me I love being creative. I love doing research about, you know, the, the field that I'm in, mindfulness, spirituality. 
the brain. Um, I, I probably should have actually so studied psychology or something, but I did not. Yeah, so I'm gonna say just movement, nature, being creative, learning, some sort of like, yeah, some sort of like intuitive thing. Mm, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. It kind of that's flows. beautiful. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's like it's all connected in some way, you know. So it's just like one one on top of the other, and it just like it helps you blossom even more and helps you to do what you need to do throughout the day. Yeah. People are actually like surprised that I'm like a homebody that doesn't like to do like too much of like the kicking it, like the typical. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, those nature walks and the dance sessions really help me. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm a fan of twirling, just twirling around the house. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's very freeing. It might not even be super noticeable, but um, that's a way to just like move any stuck energy through the body as right. well. Right. You know, we we hold on to stress and things like that. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna go on a whole preaching session about it, but you know, there's there's trauma and stress that's stored in the body. So there's a lot of work that can be done to remove that, including dance. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think, you know, with massages and stuff, that's probably why that helps when you hit certain points. It's probably like um energy that's stored in certain places and it gets Absolutely. balled up. Yeah. Now that you think of it, I'm not a masseuse or anything like that for anyone listening. So, but it's just a thought. I'm just like, maybe, maybe that is somehow interconnected in some way. Of the self-care practices that you shared, what are your favorites? Number one favorite, I'm going to say dancing because I literally do that every day. Mm. (laughs) Every single day. If I can't go on a walk, I'm definitely dancing. And it's just, I love music. I mean, Mm. I don't know if that's just like, I, I, it definitely has to be like an empathy thing because sound I also am like an advocate for sound therapy that does a lot um mm-hmm. so just the melodies of it, it makes me feel present it makes me feel like I don't know there's just of course depending on what you're listening to but right right so so yeah dancing just making sure that I move my body I feel that I'm here and I can mm-hmm. do these like that that's a powerful moment for me so that's my favorite over mm-hmm. I love that you said that I can feel that I'm here. That yeah. is so powerful. Wow. Yes, I love that. It's so important to be in the moment and to be present in the moment. So I love that you that you touched on that. What are some of the benefits and challenges of being a writer? Well, um, benefits are that I would say I can always make people feel something. And I feel mm. like that's what I was placed here to do. I can always kind of give something a little more tangible for people to connect to mm-hmm. uh, because before I didn't think that words were you know monumental I didn't think they had any any impact but now that I see that they do um it feels good to be able to make a positive impact in the way that I would like to I would say the downside is not always knowing where I'm going with writing <laughs> like you know, or just being super critical of it before people can even read it, you know, or, right. or however they receive it. Sometimes I'm critical beforehand and that that results in me like taking something down or like, you know, not even putting something out or just overthinking it. So I think it's really just, you know, being, I guess, concerned with people receiving my words the way that I would like them to. There definitely is still um, a thought process around that too. So mm-hmm. it could be a lot, but, you yeah. know. I like you said, it's a journey. It's definitely a journey. <laughs> yeah. And, you yeah. know, it's also just like, to be very transparent, there are a lot of writers in the world. There are a lot of podcasters, right? So you're like, 
okay, how do I sound like me? But how do I make sure I'm connecting with these people so that they know that like, right. I, I'm here for them. This is, this is what this is. You know, mm-hmm. how do you out feel when there are so many people in this industry, in this realm, how do you want to refer to it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. Like making your, um, making your, your place known in terms of just like standing in who you are and letting your individuality and your authenticity show. Absolutely. What are some of the benefits and challenges of being a life coach? I'm going to say my challenges right now are honestly um, building clientele because, you know, Mm -hmm. I I do, thankfully I have a lot of gifts that I'm willing to share, that I'm open to share, that I'm learning about, but it's just like, okay, like there's another part of that. Like, how do you build clientele? How do you keep clientele? How do you Mm -hmm. properly like what do you you know how do you do this um there are so many other pieces to the process other than just creating the art itself or creating the connection itself there's a lot right. of there are a lot of moving parts so i'm gonna say that because right now i'm still in the beginning stages and i'm trying to figure out you know how to really like i said stand out mm. um, the benefits are honestly honestly i feel like just the way that I've connected with people in the past, I do have a good like general reputation. Mm-hmm. So like it's like a positive kind of word of mouth thing that's happening, which I'm super grateful for. It makes it a little easier when there's kind of already a little bit of good rapport established. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I took that to honestly just remaining true to myself. So not really related to the life coach path in itself, but I'm very grateful for just my my own divine guidance to just stay true to where I am, to who I am. To what I want to be, you know, received mm. in this world because that that really, like I said, builds that good rapport and trustworthiness of like, oh no, she's gonna give you the real because she is real. She is her authentic self at all times. Yeah, definitely showing up, just showing up as who you are. It's so 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 important. Yeah. So how does the experience of being a life coach differ from being a writer to you? Do you have to put on different hats or is it kind of a blended experience yeah I would say it's more so a a blended experience because I mean words whether I write them down first or I speak them first you know they're still being formulated there's still a process here there's still a a planning period Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so um I would say the difference is really just the the outlet the process is the same you know what do I feel who do I want to reach how do I want to connect to them Mm -hmm. you know what are the different ways in which I can connect with them? But it's really just how it comes out, how it's executed that's different. So yeah, I feel like the the general process is still the same. I still don't know like fully where I'm going. So, you know, super thankful and super excited. But, you know, it's like I said, it's a flow and um, it just, it feels good to have something to offer. Right, right. How do you balance being both? Uh, Is it is it, well, you can walk me through your routine and, and how you, if, do you have set days that you are, you're doing writing, that you're, that you're coaching? How does it work for you? Yeah, so I, I do a lot. I will say I'm still struggling to balance right now. Um, one of my goals within the next couple of weeks actually is to develop like a full planning calendar, like a visual that I can see so that I know mm. where I'm going to be at, and who win, what yeah. I, I mean, I'm a visual learner. Okay. <laughs> I need to, I need to receive it visually, but, um, yeah, as of right now, like 
I like I do poetry, so I'm working on like a poetry EP that is not on a calendar or anything, but it's totally mm. separate from like anything else, right? Right. Um, but like for example, my Instagram at Ty the Wordsmith is um, you know, just kind of motivational posts basically. Mm. Like it's not it's not even necessarily to reel in clients. It's more so just like you need to know what I'm about. So like here's the, some of the stuff that I believe right. in here values because I think it's important to like put that out there so that the people you're looking for can naturally gravitate towards you because they already know what you're about mm-hmm. there's no so I really um use my Instagram to just kind of build awareness with you. Mm-hmm. so I'm working on a poetry EP I use my Instagram for awareness life coaching right now has not hit a full like it's, it hasn't accelerated because I am not done with my training and everything so I'm actually finishing up a course currently and hopefully that'll be done within the next couple of months. But mm-hmm. it's been hard to okay, just kind of balance everything and then I'll start to reel in some clients hopefully by this summer. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was I know I'm like everywhere with this question, but <laughs> I feel like it's um it's just I'm I'm in the process of learning how to balance everything. Oh, okay. I, I think the calendar will help for sure. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's kind of a lot going on right now. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm yeah. Also, you know, like you said, I have my own podcast and I'm doing that as well. That I feel like has kind of spoken for itself in a way. Like, mm-hmm. to my podcast, and they're like, oh, like it makes sense that she would also do life coaching. So it kind of connects naturally. Mm-hmm. With yeah, I know you understand, but just as a as a creative person, putting your stuff out there or trying to get clients, you know, just promoting, it's, it can be a lot. Mm-hmm. Number very yes you know, there's, yeah. there's a lot to it and people don't realize that so the smallest little piece of support means the world honestly. so important yeah 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 it really does it really does what advice do you have for anyone who is using self-care as a part of their creative or business journey um, okay. self-care is crucial let me mm. let me start with that we, i said it earlier but like i cannot emphasize enough because I mean, especially I don't know if we have any creatives who are also balancing a nine to five, but mm. like that's a lot. <laughs> so, that is a lot. <laughs> so, um, so also, like life in general is just hard for us all right now for many reasons. There's a lot, right? So, but even before this, you know, self care gives you an opportunity to treat yourself as a friend. You know, a mm. lot of times we look out outside of ourselves for friendship or validation or love or care. But we can provide that to ourselves, right? We can kind of, we can pull ourselves out of anything, but I ain't going to preach about it. But self-care is crucial. So I would say that. And then I would also say that, like, be patient on your self-care journey, too. Because if we're trying to balance multiple things, multiple projects, multiple relationships at once, like, it might be difficult to just have that time to sit down and, you know, decompress and do what you need to do for you. Mm-hmm. But being mad at yourself over that is also not helpful, right? Right, so, right. In a moment, um, and, and sometimes it starts with just gentle reminders. Like, I literally have to set a reminder in the morning, like, meditation, you know? <laughs> and, it, <laughs> yeah. and it and it seems cheesy at first. It was like, why do I have to remind myself of this? But we're always on go. We're mm. always going full speed. So it's just like, take a breather, you know, and, and be patient with yourself in those moments where you feel like you can't do what you need. Last little piece is like nobody is gonna take care of you like you. It is 
not really possible in my opinion for someone one person or multiple people to give you everything that you're looking for because a lot of what you're looking for lives within you right mm. so if you take the time if you're deliberate about okay let me let me look inside let me see what you know what i need to do to feel better in this moment you start to get a chance to ask okay why does this make me feel good or why does that make me feel right. bad and you kind of adjust and take care of self and now you're fulfilled in ways you didn't think you could be fulfilled by other people because mm. it took time to invest in you so mm. it's important i mean there's there's nobody like you you know so you got to take care of you right right and it also helps you to show up more fully for others Ooh, yes oh my gosh i cannot tell you how many times i've been depleted myself and i've still you know given so much right. to it's like we're gonna have to kind of fix that because you mm. know i still be able to show up but it's hard to do that when you don't take when you're not able to take care of you first right and it can inspire someone to also learn how to do that for themselves you know absolutely what is the best piece of advice you've ever received Ooh, the best piece of advice i have ever received I'm going to say the best piece of advice, I'm going to say within the past year, 2020, and I don't know if this video was recorded in 2020, but it's actually on my Instagram and it's mm. from Kobe Bryant. Yes, mm. yes it it's is. Kobe Bryant, he was literally just talking about, you know, being still, right? Mm. He's talking about allowing yourself to kind of observe emotions. And I mean, I've heard the same message from many like self-care gurus, right, wellness meditation teachers. I've heard it so many times, but for some reason, like when Kobe said it, it hit different. It you know? yeah. Yeah. It different. And he was really just, I don't even think it was technically advice. He was really just reflecting on his experience with, you know, observing his emotions. Mm. He was just talking about how, you know, sometimes we allow those particular emotions to overpower us and they, you know, it can stop us from making decisions. It could you know, really overwhelm us and, and ruin our days and things like that. He's like, if you take the time to just like be still and observe, then I feel like that was my overall kind of lesson for 2020. So it just felt like an alignment. And for some reason, like I said, when he expressed that, it just mm -hmm. hit different. So I think taking the time to be still because it's a state of observation, right? It's a state of awareness. Mm -hmm. uh, so not, not that you're detached from feeling anything, you're just able to observe those feelings and understand the root of them or figure out how to better more clearly navigate them. Right. So that's kind of what, what landed for me all of 2020. I, I kind of, it was funny because I kept doing stuff. Like I kept being active on social media. I kept being like putting out content, mm -hmm. but taking some extra time outside of that time to be still was monumental. It brought a lot of clarity to me over the past year. That's so. beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> What is the most rewarding thing self-love has taught you so far? Ooh, it's still teaching me, but <laughs> I'm going to go with, um, you know, it's going to sound cliche and very simple, and I know that it's not, so I'm going to give you some extra context, but mm. basically that we have everything we need. I kind of alluded this, uh, alluded to this earlier, but, you know, it's, I spend a lot of time looking outside of myself for acceptance and love, right? Mm. I, I still do because I haven't broken certain habits and I'm working through that and I'm excited mm. about it. <laughs> but, um, you know, that comforting statement of you have everything you need, even if I didn't feel like I had it in that moment, you know, it, it was a kind of a piece, a point of redirection. Like, okay, you're constantly looking for this outcome. You're constantly looking for this approval. I'm going to need you to take some time to approve yourself. You know, I'm going to need mm. you to take some time to 
pour into you. You know, I think that's the biggest, the most rewarding thing because even again, if I don't currently have a space where I'm feeling loved or I'm feeling enough, um, that, that reminder, that pivot is so crucial because I stop attaching my value to this outcome or this person and I instantly and redirected into looking into myself and well how can I make myself feel more loved in this moment like forget even if I don't have the answer to that issue or whatever it's like okay let's leave that where it's at for a minute mm-hmm. and see how you can get what you need from you right now and that I mean it's incredibly rewarding because even though I'm not at the finish line it has built such a trusting relationship with myself it's built such a I mean I'm more comfortable with myself now than ever before so you know it just it flows and I love it. I love it right. so much. It's beautiful, life. Tyler. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a, and that's, that's such a, a crucial moment also in your self-care too, in learning to, in learning that it's so simple, like everything that you needed, everything, the person that you were always looking for was you, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, oh Yeah emotions it's a hard experience when you're looking for confirmation outside of yourself because mm-hmm. you can't guarantee that you'll get it right you know you cannot control that so no. releasing that control and giving power back to yourself right because you have the ability to give yourself love is is extremely powerful and rewarding so mm-hmm. so I'm an advocate for that I, that's not to say that like we don't need people we're social beings we definitely need people yeah but to the needing people to the point of you know, confirming our existence, confirming our experience, absolutely not. No, no, I, I definitely agree with that. We are, we are interconnected. So we definitely, we strive on connection and, and love and, and things like that. So it's so important to have those things. And it's very, it's, it can be validating at times, but you have to be the source first. You okay. have to get, you have to get in touch with yourself first. And that was one of the hardest lessons that I had to learn, but also such a, such a reaffirming one with every step that you take. And I love that you say, we are still on this journey. We're still, we're still learning, but that's a really good tool to take with us, you know, that we are everything that we need. Thank you so much for sharing that. What is your personal definition of self-care and self-love? Self-care and self-love. I'm going to put them in the same. So I feel like, I feel like they're the same. You know, you know, you're giving yourself love when you're giving yourself the care that you need. Mm. understand um and I think that's really the definition if I back up I think giving yourself care that you understand is self-care and self-love right so you know dancing around like a child might not be self-care for someone else but you know painting for six hours might be their self-care right Mm -hmm. it's really just about taking the time to get to know you to realize what it is that you need and giving that without any hesitation Mm -hmm. giving without any explanation to anyone else right because you don't you don't owe them that you know you, you owe people like common decency and courtesy and, and compassion of course but you don't owe anyone an explanation for being happy or taking care of you and so mm-hmm. I feel like you know just whatever it is that brings you joy that brings your inner child out free to play you know free to embrace themselves then right. that's that's okay that's that self-love for sure yes yes that is so powerful sometimes it can be one in the same in terms of like the more that you care for yourself and the more that you prioritize yourself, the more that you start to like yourself. And then the more you start to like yourself, the more you start to love yourself. And then, and it's a, it's a beautiful cycle that goes and it, it blossoms and grows over and over until, you know, until we learn more. Yeah. Absolutely. So 
Yeah. And it's such a, I mean, it's such a beautiful process because as you alluded to earlier, like the the more we pour into ourselves, the more we can pour into each other. And that's what we're here for. Like I yes. really, that is what I'm looking for. I'm like, take right. care of we can take care of each other please like. <laughs> right right and I had it I used to have it so warped before where I, I used to think I was like I'd rather abandon myself to make sure that someone is cared for and I was like what what a what a that is not the way to go yeah and it's coming from a place of love but it's coming up from a place also of like self you know like self-abandonment and betrayal and rejection you know and you have to get into this place where you become your own intimate friend like you become the person that you date (laughs) you become your own intimate friend you become the person that you date like as much as when we get into these situations and we want to get to know somebody or we want for whatever reason for a means of connection we also got to be doing that for with ourselves just as much as we're doing that with other people so it'll be easier to pick, pick pick up on what to do when we're doing that with other people, you know? And we are everything that we need. Where can we find you? Where can we find you on social media? Yes, you can follow me on Instagram and or Twitter um, at Ty the Wordsmith. That's just T-Y-T-H-E-W-O-R-D-S-M-I-T-H. Ty the Wordsmith. I would love to have some more soul family join me, you know, I would love to support you. You already know. Like, I'm here for this. Oh, we, you and I are right here. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, you so much yeah. for having me. And I just really appreciate the space. And you're doing great. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being a guest on Carries and Speak, Tyler. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tyler, for this opportunity to speak with you. There were so many great things that I learned from this conversation and will continue to carry with me in my own self-love journey. And I also hope for the listeners who are listening to this week's podcast, especially the the points about self-validation and self-love and self-care, just making sure that your validation comes from yourself first so that you know that you are everything that you need. Everything that you need is within you. The answers that you are seeking for, they're coming from you first. So if you find yourself looking outside of yourself for approval, for acceptance, for for any of those things. Those things come from you first and then you have relationships with people who reflect that back to you because they're doing that in their own self-love journey. That was such a really powerful point in this conversation and I really wanted to highlight that and also making sure that you take care of yourselves in whatever way feels right to you, feels true to you, making sure that you are taking care of yourself So you can build that intimate relationship with yourself and have that security from the inside out. So I thank you so much, Tyler. I'm really grateful. If you would like to connect with Tyler or follow her on her social media, you can find her at Ty the Word Smith on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can also subscribe to her podcast, The Nude Podcast on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, wherever podcasts are streamed. And you can also follow her podcast on Instagram and Twitter. If you would like to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Carryisms. It's going to be K-E-R-R-I-I-S-N-S. And yeah, you can follow me there. When you connect with Tyler, make sure that you let her know that you found out about her through the Carryisms Speaks podcast. 
This has been your Curiousons coming to you live, reminding you to stay tuned and to stay true. Goodbye. Thank you all for tuning in. I am truly grateful for every single one of you. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast, rate it, and leave a review. Any feedback you have would be greatly appreciated. You can also contact me directly at carryisms.co. That's K-E-R-R-I-I-S-M-S dot C-O. This has been your Carryisms coming to you live, reminding you to stay tuned and to stay true, my beautiful crew. Over and out. <laughs>